NHL fantasy. Hey, what's going on, Shelfies? We got another podcast coming to you. Podcast number 252 with the Top Shelf Gang. Me and Scotty here, as always, with the special guest star, Dickie LaFlamma Blanca. Say hi to the people, Dickie. Hey, guys. How we doing? <laughs> he waved, but you can't see that because it's a podcast. Uh, today's Thursday, July 20th. <laughs> Just waving at a blind person. <laughs> as, as always, Hello. follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. We got a decent little dynasty podcast coming at you today, taking a break from the division previews. We got really worn out after that one. So we're going <laughs> to take a little breather, come back to you next time with the next division ready to go. But uh, yeah, let's hop into some news, boys. Uh, the number one thing that happened and everybody should be aware of is Scott went and uh, dominated Scott Fishbowl over the weekend, I would say. Uh, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say dominate, but I was there. <laughs> he was there. He was in attendance. Yeah, no, it. It was freaking awesome. Like last podcast, we talked about like the guys that are going to be there, like very high end guys that you know I've been following for a, a long time. But once you get to the draft board, you're you know you're putting stickers on paper. It's like any draft, like oh good pick, oh you fucking idiot. Like it, it, it <laughs> doesn't matter who you are. Once you get like two people doing a draft, it's kind, it's just it's just back to basics, like. Yeah. Oh, you fucking stole my guy! You like what the fuck? Like, oh, just, terrible like, pick. <laughs> it, it, it just goes back to like you idiot, or like, oh, it's a good pick. Like, and, and the worst, like, oh, like bad pick. Like, fuck. Then that means it's a bad pick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. these guys are saying it. Like, that's bad. But no, uh, I got some. Like, you know, it was awesome. Like, you would steal a player from someone. Like, me and um, guy from Fantasy Alarm, Andrew Cooper, were pretty much like waiting on tight end in the same round and we both kind of knew it and I took Najoku before Akonkwo and I know that he is a big Akonkwo guy just reading his shit and um, so I kind of went to him like hey you know you're welcome I saved him for you like, dude fuck yeah thank you and he's like, oh, he's like, <laughs> he's like honestly I, I actually moved up Najoku ahead of my rankings this is before the D-Hop thing too so a, a day oh, no shit. before so Looking back now, like thank God I got Najoku instead of a Konku, and like I think it was like the seventh or eighth round. Yeah, so. yeah. This uh, this draft had the third round reversal, right? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so how does that work again? It's it's it, you. Yeah, how does it? It basically goes back to like the first pick again. Yeah, so you no, go like one, two, and then it would just be like three instead of like instead of serpentining again. It would reset. So you finish the second round, and then the first pick of the third round is the twelfth team. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, so, so the twelve team has pick, you know, one twelve, two hundred one, then they three hundred one. Oh, so wow. like they also get to like bookend the first. I guess it makes sense. That's yep. kind of cool. Yep. So it's kind of like they have like pretty much like three, three picks in a row. Yeah. Which is pretty a much. Def- I mean, they, yeah. it's a. I mean, if you look on sleeper like settings, like you do, Dicky, uh, for being a commissioner like the draft settings like you'll see an option do you want a third round reverse like that's a thing yeah i've seen it in there i've what's, just what's, never played in a league where we've done it yeah what what why what's the benefit or what's the downside I, just i do i i i don't know um mm. it, it maybe it, it it's interesting kind of equaling value with like if you have a first pick it's like that's huge 
Like you get like the yeah. the the top tier guys early. Third round re- reversal is kind of like all right. The back end of the draft, you know, gets a little bump too. Yeah, mm. I feel like it's for balancing, but I feel like I would definitely rather have the twelfth pick. Oh, hands in down, that sort of yeah. format. Like, you know what I mean? I'd pick nine out of twelve, and I was yeah. there. Like oh, I kind of forgot yeah. about that thing. Sweet. Like mm-hmm. like now That's I'll awesome. get. I think I got um, digs in the early third, which is like to pair with. Yep. Jefferson, which is fantastic. Wait, love it. Yep. So that was freaking awesome. Um, Wait, uh, question though: Did you actually fishbowl down there? I didn't fishbowl down there. Um, uh... No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, finish that up. Didn't happen. No, no. It, um, didn't even <laughs> cross my my fucking mind. <laughs> but um, Dows, you can take the actual news we've been waiting for this for almost a month and a half now so yeah deandre hopkins finally decided to sign with somebody uh he chose the titans um seems like he came down just to the titans and patriots and he decided to go with the titans for whatever his personal reasons must be i believe it's just money uh, money driven as as it usually is uh or he does other- hate bill o'brien that's possible. Um, I, I don't think, think he would have case, dragged though. him that way into the yeah. like that long into the process. I think it really was just money, but um, he definitely has a role here too with the Titans. So I mean, I don't I don't consider the Titans much more of like a winner or like a Super Bowl contender than I can consider the Patriots. You know, it's like he went to Buffalo, KC, Cincinnati, something like that. So I don't think it's like ring chasing or anything like that. I think it's purely money and role. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what it comes comes of it. Um, the other guy who we're waiting on the update from is Dalvin Cook, and he still has not signed anywhere. So it seems like that's gonna drag on for a bit. Maybe he's waiting for somebody to get hurt in camp, get a little bit more money in his pocket. Uh, not sure. As I think so the only thing that's come out is is Miami saying they've given him the offer and he's not accepted yeah. it. I don't. There's been talks of other teams. I just don't know if there's any official word that the offers are out there. Vegas has. Um... Patriots at plus one fifty at the 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 highest uh, odds. What's Dolphins right plus three hundred or plus two hundred? Yes, plus yep, three hundred. Yep, and that's yep. not a bad so. spot. I mean, the Patriots again oh. need running backs. It would suck for Ramondre. Fantasy, it sucks, but NFL yeah. wise, I mean, NFL wise, it makes fantastic. A lot of sense. It would help. It would help our the the the, the wide receivers, and they're going to need all the help they can get. <laughs> yes. Um. In other running back news. Saquon and Josh Jacobs are officially holding out. Uh, they did not get the contracts they wanted. Saquon has been on his media tour saying that he's all pissy. He's really going to try to stick it to the Giants. Josh Jacobs has been a little bit more reserved in his, uh, I don't know, outward persona about the Raiders or to the Raiders. Seems like he wanted a deal to get done from the stories we've heard. Uh, he was sitting in the car with Max Crosby at a TJ Maxx. Or something like that, just waiting for the call to come in and never came. That's kind of sad. Uh, and then Saquon, on the other hand, is probably out on the uh, the boat with Odell partying. But he got offered what they say, uh, thirteen million, and he wanted sixteen 13. a year. Thirteen, yeah. yeah I mean, but that's a lot of money for a running back. It is, but who knows if that was a, you know, a two year, but 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 one year guarantee right. thirteen. But, but like, if he was offered three years, thirteen million a year, all guaranteed, he's taking that hit. Every day of the week, yeah, I, I would, I would assume so. Guarantee yeah. was one of those shit like, oh, three years, but we'll cut. You, we can cut you next year, and you're done. 
yeah what they would do well even just even even, well so it sounds like everyone's on you know on the on the bandwagon which they should be i think a little bit like eckler was talking about that i read an article about him stating that like he's kind of pissed off but he's like okay because they came to some agreement but he was just kind of pissed and saying like listen i have no freaking guaranteed money i i have to like it's all incentive yeah i have to stay healthy yeah, which like you get, but you're also like, ah, oh, it would be nice, you know, if these guys just got a little bit of freaking slack, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it's so hard because there's like two very clear and obvious sides of this conversation. It's like, yes, for what they do and what they do, their bodies, they deserve to get paid. What they contribute to the team and running backs help NFL teams win games. They should be paid. Flip side, they don't have to pay them. There's a million other guys that can do almost just as good as them, if not equally well. And the, there's not enough money to go around for everybody to get, you know, 20 mil a year. So that's the world we live right. in. It, it, it sucks. And, you know, you wish that you could have your favorite players stay on the field and your, you know, number one fantasy guys in Austin Eckler get paid all the money in the world. And then the Chargers go, well, we paid you and we didn't win a championship. So what are we doing wrong that other teams aren't doing? And then you look at the, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, my uh, Philadelphia Eagles. No, it's of called the world. defense. And yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is for it. I don't think there is one. I mean, running backs have just kind of fallen by the wayside. And until these guys, they do get pretty together and played. stop. Yeah. Like it, if, it, if, they if, if, if they were, if, it is they, bullshit. They, 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 they get pretty criminally paid. Like it's pretty, it's pretty fucked. Like you get a rookie deal. Uh, you probably get tagged. If you're one of the best, if not, you don't get anything. And then you're right. pushed aside. If you don't play on the tag and you're gone, then you're out of if league. You get, three, if three you get five, years. if you get five million years as a running back, like that's fucking great money. If you yeah. get like 10 million a year for a wide receiver, that's like, you know, wide receiver, what, two, three? Three, 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 yeah. three, that's, three. Yeah. You that's, know, that's like, that's Tyler like Boyd. That's Zay Nelson Aguilar. That's Zay Jones. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Where, where in their mind, it's like, hey, like these guys that aren't even, if they're there or not, might not mean anything to a team, winner yeah. losses. Like with Barkley, yeah. it's like, hey, like, so you're like Barkley and Eckler and Jacobs, like, it's not like it's, you know, we see like, you know, Fournette, Hunt, and Zeke. Oh, I want, you know, money. It's like, cool. You're not going to get it. You don't matter. Mm-hmm. Barkley, Jacobs, and Eckler are, are are so good for their teams. Like, especially Eckler. They're for good for the NFL. The, they're great. They're great talent. They're good. They bring in, you know, that you know, they have commercials. The, well, actually, for, not Jacobs. But. For the Chargers, <laughs> though, like, Eckler, there's no one that can replace him there. Like, Josh Kelly does a fine no. job tuning in but like there's no one that does what Eckler does yeah when you Mm -hmm. talk about number of plays that these guys are involved in the offensive strategy slash the actual play like these are top of the table guys I mean Derrick Henry's probably up there for the Titans but then you take Eckler between his rushing attempts and his uh targets and receptions I mean he's doing more work than any anybody on the team um you say top top of the table top of the table top of the shelf <laughs> <laughs> but no, sir. <laughs> then you uh, have you know saquon same argument he's involved yeah. in both the running game and the passing game at a very very high touch rate right. then you've got other guys that are nowhere near that making you know not more money but you know more money per touch i'd like to look at uh montgomery's touch per dollar ratio you know yeah. compared to what these guys are asking for monty can't get i think i think I think when you're when you're a multifaceted running back, you should get paid. I mean, that's just it's just it's the end of the day, right? Like you can you can replace somebody just running up the gut. You can replace somebody who just can't out on the uh, you yeah. know yeah you know on the on the side on the third down back. Anyways, let's continue on this and let's get to the, the juice. 
the juice. Um, I don't know if this is the juice, but the no, Washington no, I meant like Panthers officially got stuff. sold. That's the next up here. <laughs> that guy sucks, dude. He fucking yeah, oh, he's sucks. he's gone, one so. of the worst people of all time. But he got paid. But he also got paid a they, fine. They, they, yeah, did you see that they uh, they 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 also found that they were uh, they were embezzling eleven million dollars that should have been paid out to the rest of the league. Which makes yeah, and, and let's be sense. honest, that's what this fine's about. The NFL owners do not care about the uh, abusive treatment of staff members or women or whoever he's abusing. They care about they got robbed by this guy, so they're gonna find him as yep. much as they can. Yep, like uh, scumbags. Yeah, the whole so, lot of them. Ho- we can do a full Washington. pod on just Snyder. So yeah. let's move the fuck <laughs> yeah, on. Carry on. Uh, Denzel Mims is released or traded, whatever traded. There we go. Signs with Detroit. I guess he got traded to Detroit. I, you know, I, I I barely read the article because it's Denzel Mims. I don't really care. It's a weird spot to end up. It's because no one said a fucking thing about it. (laughs) Because we are also like, Oh, this happens plenty of times. You know, Jalen Rager, Corey Coleman in the past. Like Mm. it doesn't matter. (laughs) And it's not uh, going to matter. Second, but no, it's good to see him get out from under the jets, even though this could have been a year. He actually had a quarterback that could throw to him over there, but He's going to the golf, uh, to the golf led Lions, and we'll see what he can do. I mean, a lot of a lot of competition at wide receiver for reps there. So I mean, a lot of receivers cut for betting. So uh, that's true. <laughs> he might yeah. not get a spot on the field. No, no, he has to make the roster with the trade. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Like, no, yeah. that's actually no. I know it's a yeah. Thing. yeah. He's casting the whole, which is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Jordan Addison. Um, love speed. Mm-hmm. That one's that one's tough, man. Idiot. One fifty four and a fifty or thirty or something like that. (laughs) I I didn't see that. I thought it was on the highway or something. No, dude. I'm 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 just impressed. No, dude. Yeah, it's it's pretty (laughs) wild. I don't know. I'm I'm a big Jordan Addison like truther. I I I say to everybody. Like I watched one college game. I'm like he was (laughs) fucking so good. And then I did my research and I'm like, no, this guy's really good. But um. Yeah, it it's kind of telling, right? It's like one of those things. It's like this guy's like, don't be a fucking bonehead. So it's a especially uh, this early on. Like, yeah, well, exactly. It's the same thing. It's like you saw a guy like Henry Ruggs that had the world in his hands. I mean, yeah. I know like a bad rookie year, but the first round pick that year, the first receiver pick that rookie draft in um, can't his name. I just I just said it. Um. Jerry Jude. Rugs. I'm sorry. Henry. Um, yeah. Rugs. So a guy like that that can make the bag, but he yeah. fucked up his whole career just on speeding. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. Just, I'll do the I, same I'll thing. Give, I'll give Addison the uh the courtesy to say at least he wasn't drunk. So good for you, I guess. But that being said, 150 miles an hour in a 30. <laughs> Is like I think it was a fifty. Somebody, I think it was a I fifty or a 50. sixty. Yeah. 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 Well, I was thinking it's... the thirty. I was like, you can kill somebody in a crosswalk and never even see them. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at one hundred fifty but... miles an hour, life comes at you quick. So I mean, slow it down a bit. The it's, yeah. the flip side it's is he's tough. probably just gonna he's probably just gonna get fined. He'll be on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna affect his availability. However, it is if you haven't done your rookie draft for your dynasty league yet, maybe it shifts him for you. I mean. Maybe since we're talking dynasty, you can get, uh, you know, that owner who's a little spooked and maybe, you know, may, maybe trade for him. Maybe, uh, maybe you can Dickie's, acquire him a little Dickie's bit. Dickie's sending out person. trades. Jordan Addison for a third rounder. I know you just oh, I, wait on oh, him. But... Dude, I, dude I, I want Addison. So anybody, if anybody's listening to this, like I, if I'm in any league, I want Addison. But um, uh, yeah, oh, definitely. Cool. 
All right, let's get into it, actually. Dynasty, buy, sell. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. Um, I'll go see. Uh, so, wait, so let's just so preface this. We're going to be talking about 12-team uh, Superflex full point. I would say any, any format, really, it all kind of works the same. I mean, except unless you mention a quarterback. I think the quarterbacks we're going to talk about are yeah, if, QBs. Yeah, if we mention okay. QBs, it's pretty much Superflex. Yeah. Anything else, it's, right. it's I, I guess, both. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'll start with mine. Uh, my first one is Traylon Burks. With the Hawkins signing, I feel like people are are very down on that now. It's, oh, he's going to lose so many targets. Yeah, sure. It, he definitely will um, this year. But who knows if, you know, Hawkins is there for two full years with his contract. Um, I think this might even help him in some games with Hawkins there um, with, you know, coverage off of Burks, but Burks is probably the lowest he's going to be in a very long time um, for a very young wide receiver. And I would treat him like a first round pick. I think me and Dick, you're even going through negotiations in one of our leagues um, mm-hmm. to try to get Burks. So um, I'm not, you know, the owner might be spooked. I mean, he didn't have a good rookie year. He, he was hurt. He's showed us very little to, to, to date plus adding a massive receiving hog in Hopkins. I think you can get him for, I mean, if you know it's a late first, I would do it. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't sell him if if I'm, you know, a tanking team, because that first can be very, very, very high. But um, I mean, I'm not going to give away our sells yet, but you'll see our sells at, at some point and a lot of these guys I would trade for Burks because he's young and there's a reason he was picked so high in the the NFL draft and again with the running back contracts situations I rather a receiver than a a running back right now in dynasty yeah I mean you said a a late first I think that's even more than I would want to buy him for but yeah if you knew you're going to have like the 10th 11th 12th pick why not like people that have Burks could be in an absolute hysteria after the Hopkins signing so second round pick after a bad rookie year I mean I'd be all over that. oh yeah like yeah, yeah like sure. you said if yeah. you take any of our cells and you couple that with a uh, third rounder maybe you can get it done you know mm-hmm. you find the right guy who's in a, in a panic I mean I think he's a fantastic buy long term you're probably a team that's looking to build for the future if you're acquiring Burks, you're not even trying to win this year. So um, I think, I think there's a lot of ways to get a deal done. I think that's a great, a great buy for wh- what his yep. value has done with that Hopkins deal. Well, and I think too, and not to beat a dead horse with like everything we talked about, but I think it kind of sets a precedent, but like, you know, you, you, <clears throat> you, 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 you go with the news that you hear, right? You're like you can take it in any which way, but I, I think sometimes it's in dynasty, I think it's to try to capitalize on people who are just getting spooked by stuff that's like, it's kind of fluff, right? Oh, Hopkins signed there. Oh my God, he's not going to get a freaking, you know, 30% target share. Dude, he's probably going to get a 20% target share. The guy's talented. Look back at his college tape. He's fucking great. Like trust the talent and go for it. You know, like try to capitalize on people who are just like, like I said, spooked by, oh, wide receiver one there, you know? Stuff like that. I mean, Sorry. we've seen t- Tennessee too the last couple of years bringing a unreal wide receiver, and the receiver's yeah. washed. I I, I hope guess, Hopkins uh, not washed because I love fucking Hopkins. I think he's too. still a, a top tier guy in the league. 
but I, I guess I guess Vrabel made some like backhanded comment or, or sly comment that like uh, um, he believes that, you know, this old receiver that he's signing is not going to be uh, like a washout. He was basically saying Julio. it's not going to be Julio. Yeah. Julio yeah. Jones, yeah. 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 All right. That was zero. Uh, okay. I, for my first guy, at least, um, I want to talk about buying Dalvin cook. Um, he would be a, a guy I'm targeting if I'm looking to win this year and, and very important. And here, and he gets closer to actually signing to a team, but uh, I'm willing to try to buy him right now before that happens. I assume it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be Miami. I don't know if it's going to be new England, but if you're kind of, not all set, but maybe if you're hunting for that great flex fill-in spot, like Dalvin Cook would be an absolute stud in that position for you if you already have two serviceable running backs. If you don't, even better, maybe you spend up a little bit higher to, to secure him. But I think we all assume he's going to sign somewhere this season. If he has an offer out there, even if it's in Miami, I'd be happy to trot him out in my flex spot all day long. Uh, you know, I'm not breaking the bank to get him, but he's definitely a guy whose value right now is as low as it's going to be. And the second he hops on a field, it's going to go through the roof as soon as people see him play. It's not like we had any knock on his play last year coming off the Viking season. So assuming that he hasn't lost, you know, 10 steps over this one off season, I'm really stoked to buy Dalvin Cook. Okay. So two questions with, with that, because I love that as actually a buy. Um, first question, are you trying to buy him before he lands somewhere? Because oh, yeah. oh yeah, I would buy him today. Pre- pre- prefacing, like, right, if he goes to Miami, people are going to lose their shit. Value goes to the roof. If he signs with the Pats, uh, you know, people are going to be like, oh, there's Ramon Stevenson. Like, what do you what do you think? What would your, be adv- would your advice be like? Are you trying to acquire him now to gamble yeah. or are you yeah. waiting 100%. until you know? You take 100% the risk. trying to buy him now. You take that risk on. I All think right, so what whether you, it's – what do you? <laughs> What do you what are you trying to what are you trying to buy him for? What do you second what would rounder. you second rounder? Second yeah, rounder. second rounder and a piece maybe if you can depending on who has him right. Oh, like obviously just look second. at their roster competi- uh, composition. If you can send them, um, if they're ready to compete now, maybe you can send them a, a piece that can be on their team. If they're ready to compete ten years from now, you send them a rookie for Dalvin Cook and you're on your way. You know, love it. Somebody somebody that might not even play for you. If you if you're a win now team and Dalvin Cook's sitting on a future you know rebuild team. Send them a piece, send them a pick, be on your way. You know, I, I feel like they'd be ready to move on from them. Why should they just try to wait for that chip to fall and then try to move them when they could get, you know, maybe, maybe he never, maybe he never plays. Maybe he never plays again. Maybe he pulls, he pulls out of league and all you did was burn a second round pick. I'd be happy to do that too. But if you're in that win now position, I think you're happy to, to burn that second on the assumption that he signs with, let's say either Miami or new England where, yeah, he's got a little bit of competition for reps, but whether it's Ramondre Stevenson or the Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, uh, Devon Sean combo, I think he all kind of ends up in the same territory. Like Dalvin Cook's still the best running back in any of those rooms, and he gets the reps that support that. I love it. Richard. Cool. Yeah. All right. So my buy, um, I'm going to go with uh, Deshaun Watson. So if we're talking about uh, Superflex, um, I think it kind of fits that narrative kind of what we're talking, I think with the last two guys and that narrative is, you know, this is a guy who last year missed however many games or whatever. I think it was most of the season. Um, yeah. And he had all that shit, right. You know, this guy could have, you know, he could have gone to jail. I don't know if jail, but whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of stuff. So he was out of the NFL for a long time and, um, 
and you know and then when we saw him come back initially everyone got spooked and they thought oh gosh you know this guy like he, he lost a step blah blah you know there's just like a lot of turmoil and and for the most part if you're trying to trade or buy uh this player that person most likely has sat through the most of this and then when they saw the you know couple or handful of games last season they're probably like ah, you know and now they know hype is building up so then they're thinking to themselves oh you know like i could i could sell him for better than what i could have so my reason to buy on that is because again i, I you know i talk about you know trust the talent like deshaun watson is extremely talented he's extremely young my only concern is the fact of like you know did all this you know, stuff that happened and then media news, whatever, did that, you know, did that rattle him? I don't think so. That's the reason I'm saying buy him. But I mean, do you guys remember in 2020, the last season he played, do you know what he finished QB? Uh, two or three? Five. So oh. he finished QB five, right? And if we're talking super flex, that's massive, right? So if you can buy Deshaun Watson right now at a discount, I mean, it could tremendously help your dynasty team for the next 10, you know, 13 years. His last two starts, he was QB eight and QB six. Now, granted, those are week 17, 18. Sure. But you could tell that like, you know, things are starting to click a little bit more. And he's even admittedly said he was slow and behind the you know, eight ball. And now he's, you know, he's had the full off season. You're just, you're hearing all these, these, these things from camp every day that he's just, you know, click with his offense and doing stuff in the community now getting tugs wherever he can. And um, yeah. So I, I think Deshaun Watson, that's, that's my buy for like, I think he's one of the, my premium buys for a quarterback. If you're, if you're looking to try to um, get a sneaky, sneaky guy for, you still have to pay a little bit, but I, I, I think that um, it's know, worth a sneaky it. guy that could be, yeah, to be worth it. Yep. All yeah, right. I, we, I find uh, it hard to believe you lose your league if you have him at your QB two spot or yeah, QB one right. spot. Like, like, I don't yeah. know, like, like you pair QB one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we go on or buy still or yeah? Do the other buys? You probably got. buy. So yeah. Okay. Uh, my other let's one. Do, let's let's do another let's do another buy per person and then we'll yeah. Go uh, cool. Johnson is my other buy. Um, coming off a, I wouldn't say horrific season. He still was a wide receiver three in fantasy. Without any touchdowns, you had two t- t- touchdowns to that guy's stats. He's probably watched for 25, 26. Um, the whole George Pickens thing, I think, it, it is being very blown out of proportion. Um, I, I, I still believe Deontay Johnson's the guy to own there, at least for this season. I, I know we're talking about dynasty, but um, people are, are going to look, look at uh, – as Pickens as, you know, a higher value guy there. And, you know, if if you want to not get the high value Pickens guy, which you can't, he, he's his values to the roof. But um, go to the Deontay Johnson owner, you know, offer a, a second and a player. If you're like, hey, you know, my team sucks. This second's going to be, you know, early second. Say, you know, Here's 201, 202, 203 for Jenny Johnson. Do it right now. Uh, there's very few people that are are this good in the NFL that are going to demand these targets. Um, it's not it's not going to go down. Uh, I know Pickens had some cool catches last season, but second half of the year, Pickens' targets uh, per game actually went down from the first eight weeks to the last eight weeks, um, which is never a good sign. And Deontay's his 
stayed pretty much on par. So, um, Deja Johnson is the better receiver on the team. Um, uh, I think it's laughable to, to say Pickens overtook him, um, just in one year. So, um, if you can get Deja Johnson the play now, where he caught the ball, <laughs> yeah, and then he what else did do that game? Oh, that's right. He didn't, right. Catch, didn't do anything else. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you can make fun of his drops or anything like that, but the best receivers in, in the NFL um, lead the league in drops every year. I think Jamar Chase um, holds that the last two years. So, and you, you're not saying Jamar Chase is a bad player. You just his hands suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, like, like, like he's a lot worse than Deontay's. Um, you but, also almost nailed it direct on Scott. If you gave him two touchdowns this year, which I boom. marked as twelve points. Oh my god, wide receiver twenty-seven. Uh, right, ahead of, even, right ahead of Gabe Davis and right behind the incomparable Zay Jones. Yeah. And you give him uh, four touchdowns total. And yeah. Like, and this, this has never happened in fantasy or the NFL a guy that's gotten this many targets and receptions to not catch a touchdown. So positive regression is definitely going to happen. So get him cheap now before he goes back to his wide receiver two role. Mm-hmm. Plus the uh, removal of Chase Claypool and the nonsense that he brings. I mean, yeah, you, and another and another him. year and another year with Pickett. I mean, like in an offseason with Pickett, I think the that's, Steelers' offense is going to be very good this year. That's massive. Yes, he did have his little dust up with uh, Pickett in the middle of the season where he was demanding Mitch Trubisky be given some snaps. No, no, no. I think they'll get over no, it. No, no, no. The, the, no, no, the, other, the way, other way. That's the other way. Yeah, okay. Okay, Trubisky perfect. hated Deontay. Oh, then then we're good. Then we're, we're good. We're fine. Then we're yeah. cooking with yeah. gas. All right. So he already. He's had the reason that, that yeah. Pickett started that game. Okay. Good. Good. Yep. Good. Yep. Good. At a boy. Well, then there we go. Onward is and upwards. All right. Um, do you want me to head on into my second buy then? All right. I've got my second buy as Saquon Barkley. Um, kind of, kind of similar reasoning just with the running backs. Um, but I think the price on him would be a little bit higher just because it is Saquon. Uh, the one person that I have in mind that I would try to trade for Saquon right now without him even being on a team with the holdout looming. If I'm in either a rebuild or maybe I'm like two or three, two or three years out from uh, a championship, and I had like Derrick Henry sitting on my roster. I'd try to swap him for for uh, Saquon straight up to the to the uh, Saquon owner. I, I think I'd be real happy with that to to get three years younger or three ish years younger at the running back position, and then maybe have to wait out this holdout. Um, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I really do deep in my heart believe that Saquon ends up playing uh, maybe not the full season, but at least the majority of it. Um, and if you're again, if you're not trying to win this year, if you're two, three, four years out. I'd much rather put Saquon on my team now at a discount than the two plus first round picks he's worth as soon as he's, you know, signed and active on a roster. And to get out of a guy like Derrick Henry, if you're not going to win now, you have, you have no use for him. He's he's uh this year, maybe next year guy. And then he's probably looking at a cliff. I mean, I don't want to be the one to call the cliff on Derrick Henry. I think he's nasty. I think he'd have an AP type longevity, but let's be realistic. He's going to hit 30 and running backs go downhill at 30 quickly. And he's probably looking at a new team by the time that happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, like in my mind, like, oh, no way would, would I ever sell Barkley for Henry, but right. that's a, that's a different league. Maybe as like, as like well, yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, but I was gonna say, maybe as maybe as like the base, right? That's a good base. It's a great but, base. But, but, but like, like, there's leagues that aren't like us. Like, we know, we, 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 we know what we want, we know the longevity of these players yeah, you're do. gonna have a league that's like crap like 
Saquon could sit out. Could I get a RB, a top three RB in Derek Henry to win now? Saquon? Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be leagues that that's going to happen because I mean Saquon plays full season. I st- I would still rank Derek Henry above Saquon too. Even play, but you're now having a Saquon that's gonna sit out like shit. Like this is the year I'm gonna I could win two thousand bucks, five thousand bucks. I'm gonna do that trade. Yeah, like, like I'm thinking about those, those dynasty leagues that that exist even longer than we have. Like, let's say you've been rolling dynasty league for ten years now, you've never won. You're like, this is the one I got Saquon. Mm-hmm. He's my number one running back. Oh fuck, he's gonna sit out in my. I finally hit my window. I'll do that deal. Yeah. Saquon for Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you throw a second round in there for Derrick Henry a second for Saquon. Cool, walk away happy. But oh, I mean, like- both both sides just sit there and go. Listen, I'm taking on the risk for Saquon. Maybe not playing this year. You're getting a guy who's going to play right now. Probably not as good long term, but let's both take a little risk. Let's both yeah. take a little thing that helps our team. Let's move on. Get the deal done. I think, you know, our league is obviously different with the, the contracts and stuff. Like we'd have to really, you know, team would have to finagle. <laughs> yeah. Like it happened. yeah. But you you toss that out and talk regular dynasty. I think that's a, a deal that could get done and you get to play, you know, replace position for position, apples for apples. Both guys get something that they need and get rid of something that they probably don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dickie, you're you're still a Saquon owner, right? You you know what's your yeah. what's your panic level on this? I would never sell him for Henry, but that would just be me. <laughs> uh, no, I I I'm not panicking too much. I just don't think. I think these guys have seen what happened. Like Lev Bell, I think set the precedent for like people holding out. It's like you're not going to get paid. You can get paid the year after, you know, you come back. But I, I don't know. I don't, Barkley or like seeing his stuff. I I don't know. I don't think he's going to hold out that long. I'm not too worried just yet. Um, yeah, I'm not thinking about too heavily. All right, Diggy, uh, you want to get into your uh yeah are doing two so my, two buys each. I have I have probably. yeah, two yeah. buys each. Yeah. yeah. Um so my buy would be Drake London. Um now admittedly this buy is gonna be a little bit more pricey because obviously he's a second year rookie. Um obviously he was a number one drafted wide receiver last year, but um, I, I think he's a really large buy just because of, we saw what, ta- like we saw the talent on the field for him last year, right? He, he finished with over 800 yards uh, and he finished with eight, over 800 yards, but he also set the, the reception record for rookies um, with 72. So he had 72 receptions for 866 yards. So this guy just commands, commands targets, commands receptions. You know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's 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 good right but the thing is is he's not like at least in his rookie season he didn't come off as sexy as you know chris Olave or garrett wilson right so my thought here is i would say he's a you know he's an expensive buy but i would say he's a buy that you can get right now where people aren't holding him hostage like a garrett wilson chris uh, um and um, um oh my god yeah, Olave. um and you can try to finagle a deal for London and get him out of the owner who, you know, maybe he circumstances, you know, drafted him just because of where he's in, where he was, or, um, you know, maybe he doesn't care for them that much. So I think Drake London would be a great buy for me right now because you can try to put together a package that's, you know, mutual on both sides. But I, I just think Drake London with his stature, he is just, he is a beast on the field. I mean, we saw what he did there. And at the end of the season, when they'd actually made the quarterback replacement where they're doing a little bit more passing, you started to see his stats actually tick up. And the last game of the season, he was QB, I think it was QB eight, uh, sorry, uh, wide receiver, wide receiver 10. 
So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I mean, I, I, he just looks like a Mike Evans type of caliber player to me. And I just think he's going to be one of these people who's going to be solid set in your lineup as that just a, a high profile target, dude. I, I love Drake London. I'm trying to get him anywhere I can. And and I, I think he's someone that you could possibly get for, you know, a little cheaper than maybe what it would have been the last year. Trade it first. First. First easy. It, it, I would want more, but you, you know, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You will want more. I'm saying like, if I'm getting him, I'm starting with, I'm starting with the yeah. first. I'm not, right. I'm not I'm or, big, or, oh, or, a second, like, oh, the work. No, right. Boom, here's the first one. I, I, take it if that, bye. Right. I, and I think it's something like a positional player, right? So, like, oh, you have a really good running back or something, and uh, maybe that running back to young, like, let's swap these players. People, you know, say, oh, yeah, all right, you know, maybe you need a couple more pieces, but I, I think something Derek Henry, know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe something like you, that. Exactly. You, maybe you're not a contending you team. RB2. Yes. Exactly. So, That's a perfect right. situation. Exactly. Stuff like that. I think you can try to get that and, and get it because I think after this year, you're not going to be able to get them as cheap as you can right now. Well, I think no matter what he does in the future, you've seen what he can do already with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. So his quarterback play is not going to yeah. get worse. <laughs> it, no. At the no. very worst, it's going to stay exactly the same. So exactly. if he gets a better quarterback, like a Caleb Williams next year, who I think could very well end up in Atlanta, I'm get I'm gonna be real happy if I had gone out of my way to get Drake London this year. So yes. I think that's a, I yeah. think that's a great buy, especially for what that Falcons team can look like just two, three years from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I'll go. Um getting into cells. Um my first cell is George Kittle. Um fantastic tight end. Top three in the league, arguably top two, if you want to, you know, argue Mark Andrews. But um, he's a guy that like he always finishes high, which is great. But he's not like old, old. He's twenty nine. Like he still has like at least three years left. Um, but he's just so involved in the blocking game that like his stats are kind of inflated. Like he'll have. I think he had over 15 points um, before like week 16 uh, twice or three times, which Kittle, you want like a, you know, a Travis Kelsey S kind of thing. Um, I still think his value is still very, very high. So I would sell him right now before it gets too low because those 30 point games. Yeah, sure. It helps us, you know, end of season stats, but like those four point games, those six point games, those Five point game, like that doesn't help you win. He's not Travis Kelsey, where he's getting you know at least ten points a game, like at the very worst, ten points a game. He yeah, has seven those... single digit games probably cost you seven wins. Yes, um, I mean I owned him two years ago uh, and last year as well in a few leagues. When he hits big with the thirty points, great. When he next week it's four, it's like fuck. I should have started Hayden Hurst or that guy. Like it's very. It, inflated the end of the season stats are great awesome but look game by game what he does it's very hit or miss trade him as a top three tight end now because there's guys like Pitts, goddard you know breathing down their their neck for the third spot so um if you can get him for any value now not any value, but like I, I, I'd want anything a first for him, but um, trade, trade him now. I was thrilled to have traded him for T.J. Hawkinson just a couple seasons ago, 
and then TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, is right? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I knew him, but he's young. He's younger. Though. Yeah, he's, he's younger, younger. So I'll have him for longer. I knew I missed one guy. I'm like Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah. that's the guy. Cool. Yep. Me and Tom have swapped that back and forth. Like swap and spit. Oh, yeah. you know, Sog- top shelf, baby. Just a soggy biscuit for you guys. Huh? <laughs> uh, you know how it goes. Google. All it. right. Sell, 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 sell. My number one sell, my number one stunner is DeAndre Swift. And it's not oh. it's not even like a knock on Swift because I love Swift. I think he's a great running back. I just think his value right now is so high with everybody yeah. and their brother going, dude, it's Philly. It's the best running game in the league. It's DeAndre Swift. He's going to catch it and run it. Best offensive line two years in a row. It's like, okay, sick. If I can sell for two first, I'll do it right now. I can sell him for another player uh, or a position of need. I'll do it right now. If I need a wide receiver and I have other running backs that are, are just as serviceable, I'll do it right now. Like there's very, I don't want to say very little. I wouldn't take because there's, I don't put that out to our league. I'll get a ton of shit offers, but like <laughs> if I had, if I'm the DeAndre Swift owner, there's a lot that I would trade him for. Yeah. I mean, I go back and say the whole RB contract shit too. Yep. It's like, Trade him for, I'm not saying a Drake London. Or I was going to say probably can't. <laughs> you probably can't get it. You you can try. Right. I would I would toss but, another piece in with DeAndre Swift to get Drake London. Right, but you know Swift or you know a guy like Jameson Williams that hasn't really played yet. Yep. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I doubt you get that. But again, I bet like, you could you, do Swift for Swift Burke straight up easily. You could probably do Swift for Deontay with. A third rounder tossed in. Yeah, I would do Swift in a second for Burks or London or any of those guys. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And I love. I don't get me wrong. I love DeAndre Swift. I think he's a fantastic football player, but I think he has issues staying healthy. And I think his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. He goes out game one and gives you six. Good luck selling and, him at any point the rest of the year. Penny, who I hate to say it, is the better between the dude, tackles running back if, uh if penny stays just... healthy dude if penny if penny stays healthy we still have never seen what he can actually do and the stuff we've seen in those like limited well, we sets we did it's wild it's and wild it, and, and again if, if i don't know i've been trying to be a truth i i like i like penny i, I do no I no, like no, no, no yeah no but i mean you can't you can't argue the stats it's wild yeah right and there's uh, it, again if it's anybody it's uh it's penny he's a, another melt to feed it's gainwell he's a melt to feed it's boston scott who continues yeah. to eat in that system like they they don't care. They're gonna run four or five running backs plus Jalen Hurts. There's just there's too many cooks in the kitchen for me to yeah. think it's a it's as good of a spot as people are trying to pitch Philly as to me. And who's getting the goal on carries? It's probably Jalen Hurts. Hurts or <laughs> Penny. Right. I mean yeah. the same for like, for RB is like between the tackles, it's Penny all day. Or it's game yeah. well that they love to use the goal line for some reason. Boston Scott <laughs> continues to get touchdowns on the goal line yeah. and those little gadgety plays. Like not I just yeah, that, I don't know. That's a good sell. Yeah, I like that. Richard. All right, so I am going to go with ETN. Very similar. Um, very sim- Not completely similar sentiment because I think ETN is fantastic. I love him. I actually own him uh, in one of my tight end, uh, tight end premium leagues that um, uh, Scotty and I manage. Um, this is more just about kind of the direction I think that Jacksonville's going. Um, what we saw last year is, you know, we, we saw a little bit of a um, a timeshare between him and Robinson. And when we saw that, like ETN, you know, he wasn't 
putting up the same stats as we saw at the end of the season. When they gave ETN like basically the full reins of the, the you know the backfield, he performed right. Well, what did they do this year? They was it was it a day two pick? Yeah, Tank Bisbee. He was third or fourth round. Yeah, so he was a day two pick. They got Tank Bisbee, who's extremely talented. Um, and you know OTAs are kind of bullshit, but like you know their stuff's coming out. It's like Tank Bisbee is a good fucking player. And, and uh, Doug Peterson, he's even come out and said how he doesn't want to just rely on one running back. He likes to spread the ball around. So now what you're going to do is you're going to have a dispersion of, um, you know, of these touches. So I, I see a lot less um, production out of ETN, maybe not production, but um, uh, volume out of ETN. So maybe were some of those big plays that happened. Um, so I guess with this is that I would try to sell ETN right now for probably one of his max values. Um, Cause you're going to find those people out there who are infatuated with them. I, I, again, I'm saying I love ETN. I will still keep him on our team. I'm totally happy about it. But if I can maximize on his value now before a possible, like, you know, not even timeshare, but like a one, a one B with, um with tank Bisbee, uh, um, I, I would do it. And I would try to just get as much value as I can out of that. And then, um, you know, take those pieces and, you know, roll it into some more depth or, uh, you know, a different asset. So kind of short, but that's where I'm at. No, Dickie, I will not trade you Travis Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. All right, round, Swift, let's go. Swift, Swift, Swift for yeah. Etienne. Let's go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, my second uh, sell is this is going to be pretty short. Um, different kind of avenue, but Pierre Strong, Patriots. Like we said, like uh, they worked out. Um, Daryl Henderson, Fournette, and Cook is now you know the favorite to land there. Um, even if Cook doesn't land there or those other two backs don't, they're working out backs. They're going to sign another back. Like That's going to take, you know, t- touches away from the backup, which I think is Pierre Strong. Um, so if you can get Trey Pierre Strong for a third right now, go right ahead. Do it in a heartbeat. For a fourth, I would even say, yeah, fuck it. Because they're going to sign a running back. Yeah, it seems like an inevitability at this point. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because I like Pierre Strong. He looked all right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty did. But he's also he's draft also draft. one of those players too where it's like if you can sell him and you can get a value, great. But if not, then maybe, you know, for the most part, he's probably sitting in your taxi squad. So hey, Yeah, you like know, you aren't gonna, you know, kick yourself for not selling a guy you picked up, you drafted in yeah. the third fourth round two years ago. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's nice to talk talk about with the sells. It's like sell if you can do it, but don't just sell it because oh, I'm going to drop my pants, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. All right. What do you got there? Dowsy wowsies. So I'm going with, I want to talk about Tannehill, but I more want to talk about Miles Sanders. So uh, Miles Sanders is myself. Same exact conversation as DeAndre Swift. However, uh, everybody and their brother sitting there going, well, look what Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman did last year with the Panthers. Like Miles Sanders is much better than them. He's going to come in. He's going to eat. They're such a good run first team. They've got all this talent, blah, 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 blah. I think what all of them are forgetting is that the Panthers played much of the year without a real quarterback and they were forced to run the ball that much this year, assuming that Bryce Young stays healthy and assuming that he plays halfway decent, they're going to throw the ball a lot more. And whether it's designed throws from him, quick outs uh he's going to run the ball himself a little bit here and there just to escape 
whatever it's going to be, it's going to take the ball away from Miles Sanders. It's going to take touches away from him and all of that mixed together. Miles Sanders has seen his touches in the receiving game go down like every single year for as long as I can remember. So if he can, if he can get that back, sure. Like great. It'll definitely increase his value, especially in this, in this Panther offense. However, if he can't, then his value is super, super capped. And I don't want to be on the the losing side of this. Right. So I think that there are enough Miles Sanders truthers out there that they will, they will buy him quickly. I meant, I bet you Miles Sanders is on a ton of people's buy side of this entire, uh, you know, activity or whatever, whatever you want to call this diatribe, but Miles Sanders, I got him for, I got him for a second, uh, two, two Oh four and a fourth. Right. And then on the flip side, sure. Tully just spent $54 on him per season in our dynasty league. So yeah, that's, I, like yeah, out of context. For, yeah. Yeah. Let's just talk about regular dynasty. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying if that's what the interest level is, like nothing right. has shifted no. with Miles Sanders since then, nothing's changed with his role. So if yeah. there are people that are that hot on him, and then there are people that are cold enough to trade him to you for a two and a four, I mean, split the difference, but hopefully you find one of those super hot guys and you can trade, you know, trade them to him. Um, you I know, like this is, a, this is a, yeah. This is a guy that you do your due diligence around the league on. You find the guy who likes him. You find the guy who wants him. And if you see a, a, a team that's glaringly weak at running back, try to pump the value to him as best you can. Yep. Because he's still an RB1. I mean, he's still, well, the RB1 on his team. But um, who knows where he's going to end up fantasy-wise. And, and this is not an exercise in, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, uh, put together the best NFL team. It's not, you're putting together the best fantasy team. And if Miles Sanders has a massively wide range of outcomes from probably capped at RB 10, if he has an unreal season all the way down to like RB 30, if he's like an, maybe even lower RB 40, if he's an absolute bum. So yeah, I don't know. I'd rather, I'd rather sell him either for high picks next year. Uh, I mean, I guess sell all depends on your team composition. If I'm trying to compete now, I don't know. I don't know who you could get for him to replace him. Um, but well, I, th- I, th- I think, I think, yeah, yeah. And I think that the, the point of this exercise that we're talking about is um, we're trying to maximize value. Right. And whether that be a contending team or are we a, um, you know, a rebuilding team, um, you know, you just want to make sure you're, you're maximizing on the value. That's like what we just said, what you just said, Sanders, it's like, get the best value that you fucking can take that and then turn that, into one of our buys that we're friggin' recommending sell Sanders, get some stuff and, you know, then get some stuff to buy Barks, get some stuff to buy Saquon, you know, that, that type of stuff. So, yeah. which actually, I guess, segueing into to my sell um, again, talking super flex, Geno Smith. Um, I think the boat might've sailed on selling him as high as you could have, but <clears throat> this is one of those guys that, Look, I don't think Seattle sitting there, you know, thinking to themselves like, you know, this guy is our uh, franchise quarterback. Diamond in the rough. <laughs> <laughs> diamond in the rough. We found him, you know. Um, so I, 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 I think that you know, if you can maximize on the value of Geno Smith in your super flex leagues, if you can afford it, right? If you have him, if you can sell him right now, you could get a first. Fucking do it all day. And this is this is another pretext. If you don't need him, sell him. Because uh, actually, I just saw something today which kind of sparked my, my interest. It was um, some rumor that Seattle is like going to sell their organization like next year. So which means that there's going to be um, 
I, I that, 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 you know, there's going to be a whole change of guard. So you're going to see a change there. And again, Gino is not the long-term thing. He's doing great. I think he's probably gonna have a good year this year. So I think maximizing the value, selling him, getting that asset, taking that, comboing it and going after um, a bigger fish to fry. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, that I had in, in our league, our DD league and, I mean, I, I'm trying to sell him for a first, which I think makes a lot of sense. And he, he could easily be a QB one again. That was a QB six last season, I believe. Um, plus you add JSN to that offense. I mean, I mean, probably a QB one again this season. So I think if you can sell him for a first, do it. Um, Dows, do you have any take on Gino? I mean, I agree with Vicky in, in so far that he's definitely not the quarterback of the future, um, you know, beyond maybe this year and next at most. I think they're a prime target to take a quarterback to groom somebody. I don't know who's coming out next year after Caleb Williams. They probably won't be bad enough to get Williams. So um, I'm not sure who they're planning on securing. Um, but I, I would definitely sell him after the season. He, you saw him have last year, I think. He's a fantastic. He's very similar to a lot of guys in that tier of, of quarterback, but fantastic QB twos. Probably a lock for that same spot again. Don't think he has real consistent QB one upside. So, I, I mean, I don't know what the value is on on a guy like that. If you find somebody who has absolutely nothing, sure, hop on it. Or maybe they they drafted the wrong rookie. And, you know, maybe a guy had Zach Wilson a couple of years back and he had never turned into anything. So now he's got a hole at his QB two spot. Okay. Try to f- figure something out with him. But um, yeah, I mean, I completely agree that he's, that he's a sell. Uh, I don't know what you're going to get out of it though. If I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest. All right. Um, well, I'll take the Gino thing and go into um, our next segment, risers and fallers. Ah! My riser well, is, is Geno Smith. So um, QB <laughs> six last season or right around there. Um, yeah, they, they got okay. They just added JSN to the team, which is fucking unreal. And Zach Charbonnet, who, who was a pretty good pass catching running back. Um, definitely a sell, like Dickie said, but if you're in it to win it now, um, you get this guy for, I mean, I'm trying to train for a first, um, but like, if you're that team that's like, Hey, I have everything to win it all this year. My QB two is like Ryan Tannehill. You trade that first for Geno Smith. Cause he's going to be in QB one once again with that offense. He's not for the future, but again, like if you want to win it right now, you go get the guy right now. he, he was great last year and all that happened was he just got way better weapons. Probably the best wider shooting core in the NFL. Um, like three, like, like you can say Bengals, but that's, you know, Tyler boys are three, like their three is either JSN Lockett, or DK. Like that's the, those three are, are the three best we've seen in a very, very, very long time. So, um, he is definitely a riser, not for the long term, but he is definitely a riser. I mean, he, the team's unreal. Yeah, I think that's a good point with the uh, 
you know, best, best trio in the league. I mean, they're certainly in that conversation, if not the, the outright winners of it. I'm trying to look up is, do you know if Seattle stadium is a dome? I don't know. No, it's an open air design with a roof protecting 70% of the seats. Perfect. Well, yeah, that means that, yeah. So Gino will not last as long because, you know, he's old and will wither in the sun, right? <laughs> isn't he like, isn't he, isn't he, isn't he like younger than us? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like definitely he's younger than us. us. Yeah. We're, okay. We're old. That was yes. what he got. Yeah. Yeah. What do I have? Uh, riser. My big riser in value is Derrick Henry. And I think this is probably something that's falling by the wayside for a lot of people. Um, you add a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and people go, oh, my God, the passing game, dude. They're going to throw the ball so much. Yeah, they'll throw the ball. Like, great. whoop you fucking do Do you know what Derrick Henry's had to do ever since uh, A.J. Brown left town? Run through boxes stacked with 115 guys because they didn't have to protect against Nick Westbrook Akini or the ancient Robert Woods or Julio Jones' lifeless corpse doing anything against them on offense. So <laughs> I only consider this a positive for Derrick Henry's outlook for the rest of his season as long as DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Traylon Burks can stay healthy. I mean, you could also talk about Chica Conquo. Uh, you know, Westbrook Akini still there. So you have a, the same guys that you had. Plus DeAndre Hopkins, all that does is open up some space for for Henry to run. Um, something that teams could work against a little bit last year is, is just knowing, hey, if we take Derrick Henry out of the game, who else is going to be there to do anything against us? And the answer is nobody. So um, I, I choose to look at the addition of DeAndre Hopkins as a as a dynamic addition that's going to do more than just help the passing game, uh, and, and instead it will help the entire offense. And if you need evidence of that, look at even the the completely and utterly inept. Arizona Cardinals with him on the field were able to get production out of James Conner, uh, Keontae Ingram in his absence. Eno Benjamin had good games over there. And it's because you have to respect the weapons on the outside. Uh, it's just, I don't want to say tried and true because there's obviously exceptions to that. But more often than not, when you have good wide receivers, you end up with a decent running game as well. So long as you have a good halfway decent offensive line to run behind and good play action to work off of it, which Ryan Tannehill happens to thrive running play action rollouts and Mike Vrabel loves to call those as well or whoever their offensive coordinator, I guess is who I should say loves to call them. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. It's almost like you get good wide receivers, your RBs will feast. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're running into a box with six guys or six smaller guys, because they had to sub in defensive back nickel packages just to keep up with the, uh, the wide receivers instead of stacking it with four D linemen and, you know, three huge linebackers that uh, Derek Henry has to run through. I think it's a huge yep. positive. Yes, sir. All right. Um, my riser is Elijah Moore. Um, right. So this is a guy. Uh, let me get let me get these stats because Jesus Christ. I mean, everybody remembers like the um he won the people's championships season. in twenty. Yeah, the rookie season twenty twenty one. Um, where he finished. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he literally, he lit it up. I mean, he was, he got 25. Well, let's see. Yeah. He got 25 points and then he got 17, 23. I mean, this guy, you know, we, we saw the talent. He was pretty hyped up. Um, He had a good rookie season and then, you know, what the fuck happened? Right. He wild. It was definitely some personnel. There was personnel changes. There was just a bunch of stuff. And, and it was a weird, awkward last season where he, you know, threatened to hold up for a trade. They didn't trade him, blah, 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 blah. So fast forward now um, to this off season, 
uh, where whatever. And he barely played. So, he, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Um, he was traded to the Browns for it was more a 2023 third round pick to the Browns in exchange for a 2023 second round pick. The reason I'm talking about or saying that out or reading that is this wasn't just like, you know, uh, Denzel Mims uh, traded for a fucking conditional swap, right? That's a real trade. That is two teams saying this guy's still fucking good. Like we're not trading him for nothing. They swapped, you know, they swapped real picks, uh, you know, a a third and a second. uh, And obviously with, with, with more included, but it's, it's an acknowledgement of this guy's, you know, skill level. Like he's still good. They just needed to, it was fresh eyes and everything. And and we're seeing that with, you know, again, the fluffy OTAs, but now, you know, we're, we're seeing an alert, like, just like I remember uh, his rookie season, we're seeing um, alerts. I don't know, every, every week about, Oh, Moore is really lighting it up doing this. I mean, just today there was, you know, freaking stuff about viewed as a versatile weapon. Right. I mean, obviously it's a lot of kind of mumbo jumbo, but again, I say it probably way too much, but like the guy's talented, I trust in the talent. We saw what he could do. He was in a stale, a stale position where he was before. He's now is in a, in, a, in a place where he's working out with, you know, again my other kind of uh, buy candidate, Sean Watson. Way better quarterback situation. I think Elijah Moore is an awesome. He's on the rise, and I'm super excited that I own him in um, in two leagues, and I, I haven't given up. So he's a big riser of mine, and in, in my pants. Yeah, I, I mean, it comes down to like, oh. Just got Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to bring Lazard Cobb. That just means right. you know, which is if I'm Elijah Moore owner, him being traded. Holy shit, fuck yes! Like right. he's going I from you yeah. know fourth or fifth on the depth chart, which he probably shouldn't because he's way better than Cobb or Lazard ever will be. Um, but he goes to the Browns where he Cole Hardman too. Yeah, where where he can be the wide receiver two, two there. I, I think, I think easy. I mean, I love. Uh, people's Jones, but I mean, uh, Elijah yeah. Moore. That that team is fucking fast, man. I yeah. think end of end yeah. of the day, he might excited. end up he might end up out touching Amari Cooper. I mean, it, depending on the role they have him play, he just does so much like for the team. You know, when when you've yeah. seen him in his his rookie year, you know what he can do when he's included in the game plan I, is it's insane. If it makes sense, I could see. Amari Cooper being the better NFL asset, I could see Elijah Moore being the better fantasy asset. Yeah, I mean, what, what Cooper does so is, is you, I mean, you just simply no. can't replace it. Amari Cooper is one I mean, of the, the no, 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 best no, no, no. players. Don't get me wrong. I, I, literally, like, I literally love Amari Cooper. But, I but fantasy-wise, like, he's hurt all the fucking yeah, time. I think, I, I, well, not, no, I just, not, I just think, I think fantasy-wise, Elijah Moore has that big play. At, I don't know. I take it back. I fucking love oh, Amari So does Amari Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, he does. I love Amari Cooper. Take it back. No, I think, I think so... Elijah Moore is going to be great I just, wide receiver, too. That's it. Remember those Hands years down. that you Go saw ahead. Baker Mayfield with Jarvis Landry in the slot nonstop? Make that Elijah Moore, who's better than Jarvis Landry was at that point. And you're wide receiver 30. Cool. Done. Awesome. Right. Jarvis Landry right. was wide receiver, like, top 10 multiple times. Not with Baker. He's never yeah. produced a oh, yeah. wide receiver one. Well, his first year with the Browns, maybe it wasn't Baker. I'm Who cares? Sure he could be wide receiver two, and I'll be no, fucking no. happy. Well, yeah. shit. Like, Again. I don't care. That's, what, that's what I'm aiming. That's, that's what I'm, I'm... Baker and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Take the no, same no, offense. No, you, no. They, st- they still yeah. ran. Right. Put Elijah, I, put I'm, a I'm better thinking, quarterback with a better wide receiver. And I'm stoked. I think, I, I, th- I think on the rise, I think Elijah Moore, if he could get – you know, high wide receiver two numbers, that would be the ceiling. And I think, you know, if, uh, you know, the floor, if he could get, 
mid or two to three numbers. I'm fuck. Yeah. yeah, I'm fucking. I'm happy. I'm happy with either of those. There's also um, 85 wide receiver threes in the NFL for fantasy. So, <laughs> like, it's just so close. Wide receiver yeah. 12 with Baker. All right. Who else do you have on the rise, Scotty? A... All right. Um, probably hammer the next rises up pretty quick. Um, Patriots offense, uh, Gasecki, Hunter Henry, Juju, um, Taekwon Thornton, Dante Parker. They didn't get Dondre Hopkins, so everyone gets a little bump there. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm not saying, yeah, boom, draft these guys like early. No, you're probably drafting the same as you were, but you know, you might get Juju for a sleeper, you might get one of the tight ends as a sleeper where they're gonna go, but the pass offense. I like that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, another guy I want to toss into my risers is uh Brandon Cooks moving over to Dallas. I like that getting out good of one. that's a good Houston. one. Yeah. Um yep. People always fucking forget about it. It's so silly. Yeah, every year it seems like people forget Brandon Cooks exists and is consistently nasty and like has been for a long time. So uh, I think him getting out of Houston, not that he wouldn't have been good in Houston this year with a new quarterback, new system, blah, blah, blah. I just think moving on out of there, getting to a team that throws the ball a lot, that knows how to use multiple a wide very receivers. Very high-powered offense that's yeah, going to score a lot of points. It's a good fit. So good on him. Plus, he didn't want to be in Houston anymore. So I guess good on him for his mental yep. stability. Win-win. Yep. Yep. Decay. Yeah, yeah. I am gonna go with Nico Collins. Um, I'll keep this one pretty short. I uh, I think Nico is. Um, you know, you you saw him kind of come on the end of last year. Uh, he is in an offense that has literally nobody else. They have like him, Tank Dell, uh, fucking Robert Woods. I think Nico Collins can shine through, especially with um TJ Stroud who we've been seeing a lot of reports of saying that Nico is actually one of his favorite targets. Um, so I, I think if he can come out and command more targets than he did last year, kind of show through with his talent, um, I think you're going to see him rise up a lot more. I don't fully know where I would say his ceiling would be, but I would say that if, you know, you can acquire him and, um, you know, possibly get him as, you know, you know, as, 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 as a flyer, possible like flex play, I think Nico could probably shine through with that because, you know, he, like I said, at the end of the season, he was actually showing with shitty quarterback play, um, you know, some pretty solid production, um, you know, uh, from the flex position. So I think Nico is on the rise. Um, we're going to see that in preseason. We're going to see a lot more hype about him, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he could be a touchdown machine too. Like he, he's just got to fit to, to like a kind of like a Mike Evans esque kind of guy. Like, in the end yeah he's he's such he is literally like your prototypical wide receiver i think he's like 6'3 220 and he's extremely he's fat i forget what his, his four he was like i think he ran like a four four two he's he's good man he is a lot of talent and actually kudos to craig he did his like um what do you do like his rookie prospect kind of scoring i think two years ago in 2020 no Has score yeah um yeah it, it was 2021 and uh, I remember I looked at it and I was like, who the fuck is this Nico guy? Like, I didn't know at the time when I was doing my my research and yeah. and um, and I picked him up and I was like, oh, this guy from fucking Michigan. And I looked at his stuff. I was like, this guy's fucking good. Um, and so I, I think we were waiting a little bit and I think we might see it. So, yeah. 
Six four two fifteen with a four four three. There nice. you go. Yeah, Andy, the guys. That's good. fucking good. Like, and he's he's had uh, Davis Mills thrown to him before, like for the past yeah. two years. So right. Yeah. All right, uh, yep. Fallers. Uh, my first one, Mike Evans. I think it's kind of tag... what. So we 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 can tag team this one. Oh sure, yeah, you have it too. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll just go. Um. I mean, he's a follower. I think he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL, uh, future Hall of Famer if he retires today. Um, but, I mean, you go from Tom Brady to either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask for a guy that's not demanding targets. Godwin's the target guy. He's a guy that, you know, um, lost a couple of years, the big play guy, the touchdown guy. And, you know, if he wasn't doing that consistently last year with Tom Brady. Uh, I'm not sure how he will do it with um, Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Yeah. And I, I think to piggyback on that is like, he's a follower in the sense that if we're talking dynasty, right. He's, he's going to be 30. I think like in the next like month or something, I forget and what you, it is, but he's going to be, you can't trade him. <laughs> like like it's, it's, hard. yeah, I was just, I was just, I was just going to say that he's a follower because he's going to be 30 everybody i mean i don't i don't know if evans is one of those players that, like you hate him or love him but like i grew to really i love evans i think he's just he's fantastic how could you hate him and um you know he's 30 he's 30 you're in dynasty people are gonna just be like ah you know i can't spend any money in this guy evans is probably gonna fucking have another thousand yard season oh i um, hope so and but I, I, it's gonna be tough. And I, 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 Right. Yeah, I know. I, it's going to be tough, but, but we've seen him do it with shitty quarterbacks and play in the, in the past. So I, I, you know, I think that he's a follower because it's uh, quarterback play uh, age. Um, it's tough. It's tough to put him as a follower, but I think that that's I mean, kind of where it is. The team sucks. The offense sucks. Defense. Like it's they're so bad. <laughs> they're I mean... probably candidates. They're probably candidates for Caleb Williams. Oh yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, if you talk to Levante, David, is that the guy, the linebacker there? Yeah, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to surprise you guys. We're a playoff team. Like, yeah, you might say that, but the ownership's probably like, yeah, uh, we need a quarterback. <laughs> like, let's fucking tank. Yeah. But, I mean, Actually, this who is, would be? That's, the, talking, that's the problem, having a, having a halfway decent defense, though. Like, they could play them into, you know, into obscurity. Six-win, eight-win yeah. team. We always say, hey, too, maybe- the teams, these players aren't going to tank. Right, they had that mindset, no. but like they're, and again, like you, you have on paper some of the best players in the NFL on both sides of the field. Like right. it's going to be hard to have a one win. Hey, team if, if 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 Baker plays like he did, uh, uh, what was that game? Who was that game against where he came in and he Rams. was just for like the, for oh. the Rams, where he just slinging it? Yeah, no, yeah, it was for the Rams, dude. That was I remember sitting there. I think it was a Monday night game, and I was like, "Holy I'm shocked shit!" They didn't resign him, to be honest. But oh, dude, like I just remember, th- I I remember being like, "Dude, Baker has never looked this good. He never looked as free and just like he could." Fu-. And so, if Baker comes out there and does that, man, like you know, they could be a six and fucking. Yeah. But Evans is a follower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, yeah he's falling no matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking around circles. I just think Actually, Evans I, like, instantly so goes we... from like your your wide receiver, you know, top one, one to twelve positions down to you're hoping for twelve to twenty four. Oh, and you can't sell him. Scotty and I have him on our team, and we're like, yeah, we need to sell him. He's our like wide receiver six on our team, which is fine. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and like, that's but cool. the thing is, is like his re- his realistic value is like an early second. Um, There's. 
there, but do I do I there's want no, an early second for him? No. Yeah, there's no reason to sell you know? him. Like he right. like no. at this point you ride it out like do you, until like Dallas, would you want would you would you want an early second for him? No, you hold him as a depth piece. If somebody gets hurt, he's, he's a fine there. plug in. Because and he, then you and then you hope that week one he goes for twenty points, scores a touchdown, and you sell him. Yeah. Then you sell him. You know, hey, it's Mike yeah. Evans. He's back. Baker Mills is nasty. What are you talking about? But he he also he also just could be that player or that type, the archetype of player where you're just like, I'm gonna ride him till his death, and that's just is what it is. You know, there's some players that you could just choose to do that, and you're like, uh, you're fine with it I'm because just, they did so well for you. I'm fine before. with it. Yeah. And he's still yep. going to be yep. touchdown dependent. Like you could have the game where he catches three balls for two touchdowns and four yards. And you're like, okay, boom, done. Cool. Awesome. Glad I played him. <laughs> you know, exactly. Bye week hell. It's, you know, you toss <laughs> those, those huge uh, high ceiling, you know, type of guys and hope for the best boomer bust. Yep. All right. Which Dows. is sad to say, but yeah, um, that was your fall. Fall. I'm going to start with Michael Gallup uh, for a lot of the same reasons that Brandon cooks as a riser. Michael Gallup's a faller. You know, Brandon Cooks comes into town alongside uh, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup is the clear third guy again. We've seen him play okay in that third guy role, but I think everybody for a little bit there was like, oh, Michael Gallup is going to be the number two. A lot, you know, huge increased role. Maybe he can make something happen. Well, it turns out Noah Brown is better than him anyways, so I'm really interested to see how he's going to be used. I know Jerry Jones, the entire Cowboy organization, keeps saying, Michael Gallup's great. We're glad we paid him. He's going to be a focal point. I don't buy it. I don't buy it until I see it. I've held Michael Gallup in too many leagues too long now. I think he's a guy that you're kind of stuck with. I don't know what you'd ever get for him for value at this point. Um, Worth. If you, yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly. And, and at that point, it's like um, maybe there's an injury and maybe yeah. he, you know. Yeah, exactly. And at this point, I'd rather hold Gallup and hope that you know, not hope that Brandon Cooks or CeeDee Lamb gets hurt, but if they do, then I have a guy that maybe sees an increased role. But even at that point, I mean, you got is he good enough that Dak Prescott can get him involved to the point that he's a wide receiver two or three? No. You also have Jalen Tobert there in the second year, so he yep. can make a, a stride and gallops the fourth option, which is yeah, weird. But yeah, um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But there's no way you can convince me he's anything but a faller in value as of right now. Yep. Um I'll, I'll go to my fall since I we kind of did, did the same fall um, with Evans Dickey. Yeah, um, sure. Keep yourself talk. That's fine. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> I was in Scott Fishball, guys. Um, <laughs> um, Dallas, did you wait? I just saw in your fucking da- You put Zay Jones. Go eat shit. We're not going to talk about Zay Jones. I'm, I'm going to talk about now. Fucking... I was going to talk about Jordan Addison, <laughs> no, but now no, I'm going to no, talk no. about Zay Jones. No, we're not talking about Zay Jones. Fuck oh, yeah. that. No. I'm talking about. That guy's. Jiggy I'll talk about him for a hot 45. <laughs> Dude, I, I trade him for like a 25. I'll do a separate fourth. podcast yeah. right? just no, talk it was about a, it. Oh. Yeah. No, All it right. was a 2025 fourth because I just couldn't stand him being on my fucking roster. Yeah. And then he and finished wide receiver 26, you bum. Yeah, because he's a piece of shit, dude. The yeah, time Scotty and-, and I decided to start him in our, our co-managed league, we're like, all right, he's been doing real well. We put him in. We're like, he's like zero. Us in the ass. We're like, zero. no way. And he got fucking zero, dude. <laughs> we were like, we were he like, were, oh, fucking... <laughs> did he get hurt? Like, no, Marvin J- <laughs> no. Jones had 20 points. <laughs> they chose him oh to catch a ball. God. He rises and falls on a week by week basis. Yeah. He's dude, the, he's like, that yeah. burner guy that can, yeah. All right. Um, My fall hey, is, sorry. is um, a conku, the tight end from the Titans. I mean, this goes hand and foot with DeAndre. Hopkins uh signing. Sure, he can still have a decent season, but when you go from 
a he's he was likely the second target behind Traylon Burks in that that offense, and that's a tight end I want to target on any team. Now you go to the third option and and you run heavy offense, it's not ideal. So um, he's not a sell for me. If anything, he's a buy um, for long term. But for this season and and this maybe the the, the next two, he's definitely falling because he was hyped up like crazy in the last two months. So. That is my. I could last snag call. him cheap though. I'd be stoked. Like right, this is a death. like, like hey, like give me a, guy. give me a fourth for him. Like he's yeah. has no value. I'll do it every. And day. tight ends are the the type of people to burn those picks on. Like see, mm-hmm. you know, throw it against the wall, see what sticks. Yep. All right. Um. Let's go to Dickie and then Dow. You can finish it off. Okay. Let's see. I am going to say. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Um, I think that um, with everything that's kind of going on there, we're probably going to see a lot of, um, you know, hype with Cortland Sutton um, that like, oh, uh, you know, new regimes here, blah, 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 blah. But I just think that when we saw last year, as we saw Jerry Judy kind of take the reins, and I, I think that he's becoming, you know, he's become the top dog there. And I think he's finally showing through, I think, with, again, the regime change. I think everything there. I think we're going to see a fall from Sutton from that kind of, you know, um, top guy there uh, and so forth. I think we're going to start to see him, you know, not produce as, as, as um, much as he's been highly touted. Um, and, you know, with, a, with, with, with Tim Patrick coming back, I think that, you know, he's going to command a lot more targets. I think they're just going to be a lot more murky there. Um, and he's not going to be clear away this like, you know, uh, really valuable dynasty asset anymore. I think that um, we're, we're seeing his value fall. Um, and you know, the other guys I think will be, you know, rising, I guess, in the sense. So give it a Yeah. I, I mean, you could also say they drafted Marvin Mims too, who is a very right, good exactly. Yeah, receiver. that was yeah, I missed and, that. Yeah. I mean, I love Sutton. We TSF has loved Sutton since he was a rookie. But you're saying a fall, I'm saying it's it's a almost a collapse for Croton Sutton. Like yeah. Um. There's a world where he finishes as the wide receiver three on the team, maybe wide receiver four by week six or trade deadline. I think he could be gone. Uh, Jerry Judy is just that good where, you know, people might be like, all right, who's better Sutton or Judy? I think it's Judy hands fucking down, like leaps and yeah. bounds Um, in redraft. Like you're taking Judy six or seven rounds before you take Court and Sutton. Sutton, I think, is a guy that's like you take a flyer on late, late in redraft. And I wouldn't be shocked if Tim Patrick um finishes ahead of him or he or if he's traded um deadline because he was the trade big trade guy this summer. Um he wasn't traded, but I mean when you're in talks about being traded before the NFL draft, that shows that the team Kind of wants to get rid of that contract. Yeah. Which, which sucks. I love Sutton, but I mean, watching him play the last three yeah, I, years, God, he's lost a fucking step and a half. Yeah. I'm just very oh, interested to see how, how he fits in with the new regime. Like, both him and Judy, I suppose, for that matter, since we've seen um, for so long, Sean Payton's had like one top dog 
and just forces the ball to him 150 times. And that top dog has been a bigger body guy. Judy's not small by any means. He's what, six, he's six feet, maybe just shy of 200, right? Floating around 200. Um, Sutton probably fits that body type more of that Michael Thomas, Marcus Colston, if you want to go way back when um, that, that, that Sean Payton succeeded with for so long. But I think if you just line the two up, you have to say it's Judy. I mean, why would you not go with the younger, more talented guy who's faster and more dynamic? I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But yeah, um, yeah mean, it sucks to see Sutton fall. I mean, yeah. uh, we loved him for years, and he's just hasn't ever since that uh, the knee injury. He really just never yeah, it came sucks. back to form. I mean, he might be a guy to talk about like Allen Robinson. It's like, fuck, like, what if? Right. Kind of thing. Which mm-hmm. sucks. I fucking love Sutton, but I, I Diggy, I, this fall, I couldn't agree more with. Like his yeah. career is going to yeah. end up comping closer to like Malcolm Mitchell than it will mm-hmm. like some of the elite <laughs> wide receivers oh, over all this yeah. time. Brutal. You know what I mean, yeah. that sucks. Um, all right, I'll finish it off with Zay the Goat Jones. Um, he did pick Zay Jones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, the fall is real. Right? Addison. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> There's the fault is Madison. he got arrested or speeding. Um, Zay Jones, wide receiver 26 last year. Ridley comes onto the Jaguar team, or he's not shouldn't, shouldn't say comes to him, he's been there for a while, but he'll finally join the team this year. Christian Kirk showed what he can do, he was worth every penny the Jaguars paid him last year. His role should be solidified. The only person that should see a drop off in anything is Zay Jones. Evan Ingram just got paid instead of getting tagged, he got an actual contract 13 and a half million dollars to Evan Ingram. There's no possible way they're taking uh, food out of his mouth, food out of Christian Kirk's mouth, and Travis Etienne's probably going to see his role expand in the receiving game as Tank Bigsby takes a little bit of the running work. At least I think that's the way it's going to go. If that's the case, Zay Jones is now completely and utterly replaceable as wide receiver four, five, six on this team. He's Marvin Jones from last year. Yeah, yes, honestly. was not good. And you'll yeah, and exactly like Marvin Jones, you'll probably see one or two games where he shows up, he pops big, maybe somebody gets hurt and he sees some additional reps and he has a decent showing. But by midseason, he's probably demanding a trade because he wants to go somewhere else. He's been to 15 different teams in his in his uh, career. He's going to go to another one. Um, I just think he is a guy that's always been a fringe NFL player who shows up randomly in fantasy. Last year, he probably had one of his better fantasy outputs at wide receiver 26, just outside of wide receiver two. I don't think there's any chance he comes near that again. He's probably flirting with wide receiver 48 and, and beyond. So uh, maybe, maybe in super deep leagues, a flex play more than likely a bench warmer who you wait and see if anything happens with. I don't think he has any trade value at this point. I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have him on our team. Me and Dickie, and it's like at this point, it's like no one's going to take him. We tried for a fucking fourth. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, I tried so much that there was commentary in the league. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna try to offer us Zay Jones?" Zay Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's I, ultimately I, yeah, like Demir Bird territory at this point. He's gone. Uh, I hate him. I hate him so much. Um, all right, my last faller, and this is more uh, pure um, um, speculative, but it would be or Andre Stevenson. Um, which is funny because Scotty said like the rise to the whole offense because Nuke didn't get there. But um, my speculative fall, I think, for Stevenson is that, you know, we saw Daryl Henderson, we saw Leonard Fournette, possibility of Dalvin Cook getting signed there. The Patriots are trying to make moves at running back position. 
they clearly don't believe in Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris and um, uh, Ty Montgomery as the pieces behind um, Stevenson to get the job done. So, you know, I think we're going to see something happen in the backfield for the Pats, um, which will hinder on, you know, all this hyped up conversation about Ramondre and his, oh, he's like a three down back. And I mean, he could be, don't get me wrong, but he is, you know, all this kind of, yeah, no, he is like the, the, but when I'm saying like the, the fantasy fanfare behind his uh, production, I guess. Uh, So I think, you know, I think he's a follower in the sense that this is, there's something that's going to happen. It's going to diminish what he could produce for you. But am I saying he's bad? No, not at all. I just think that there's going to be a slight dip in production and it depends on who signs there. Cook signs there. Fuck. Um, Daryl Henderson. I don't worry about that. Henderson. (laughs) Ramondre Stevenson can fend off Damian Harris. He can fend off. Daryl Henderson right. and anybody Four except and Dalvin Cook at this point. Dalvin yeah. Cook, and, I, and, I start tapping the brakes. Right. And for, for net, it's like, who the fuck knows what you're going to get? Are you going to get heavy Lenny? Are you going to get like, you know, yeah. loose and, you know, happy, good luck, <laughs> fat net I don't know. or fat bitch. Yeah. Fat, yeah. So you don't really know. So I think uh, Stevenson, I don't think he's somebody that I'm just like panic selling, but um, you know, if someone's giving me a decent offer, well, I don't well, know. I mean, well, he's so young. Well, I mean like, you have him in fall. You're not having him in sell. Like no, no, no. I know, no, I'm not having him in sell. I'm no, 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 no. Fall, But I'm saying like, yeah, right. But like, you're not saying like, oh, sell him now. Like you're saying, oh, you know, he's definitely a fall because someone's going to come in at some like, point. Yeah. If if Dalvin Cook signs with the Patriots, I think Ramondre Stevenson instantly becomes a buy for me because of his dip in value right then and there. Yeah. People might I panic like and you get him at a discount. I wouldn't like. If Cook signs there, Stevenson, I th- I mean, it's going to be a sp- almost a split backfield. I think yep. Stevenson finishes the season as a better running back than Devin Cook. Um, they both could be RB2s. It's just not what we want to see in fantasy. Like, Stevenson's a very rare three-down back that doesn't happen a lot in the NFL these days. I mean, in redraft, he's probably a uh, RB, you know, 8 to 10 um yeah he legit can drafted. play three downs it, the problem is that belichick will just never do it even if it's daryl henderson i mean he's but, one of the best but, 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 he's, he's a with great talk, pass catcher but with the talk about stevenson though yeah i was gonna say do you uh have you guys seen that like the um how belichick like never really talks about any players and like he's talked about stevenson, stevenson. probably one of the most yeah one of the Which most about like i was saying sell oh, right gonna trade him <laughs> no yeah. two, two years ago because stevenson yeah 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 yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying I think he's a faller right now because of what the news is, and I totally agree with um, Dows because you're gonna have somebody who's gonna overreact to the news of Cook signing. Go fucking scoop up Stevenson. But is he a fall right now? Yeah, this yes. stuff isn't just like this isn't just completely set in stone. This is stuff that's like more fluid, right? It's gonna yep. it's gonna be like a piston going up and down. Like Stevenson is a faller right now. Will he be a riser shortly? Sometime point of the season, yeah. So, I think right now, you said you said Damian Harris, he's probably a riser because Buffalo didn't sign Dalvin Cook and isn't even in the running anymore, yeah. You know, so now it's yeah. him, James Cook, and I think Lat Murray signed there, but okay, yeah. like, which is annoying because you know, Lat Harrison yeah, steals Harrison. so many oh. red zone looks. Still, I'm still gonna play him at the flex week one and see what happens every <laughs> every year, man. Latavius yep. finds a way to yep. fucking fuck things up, <laughs> yeah. Ruin my life until Good I shit. pick him up on the waiver wire week six. 
All right. Well, I mean, this is already a long podcast, so I might as well ask this question. Who do you guys think is going to, as a team, finish with the worst record in the, in the NFL? Dows, go first. Um, I want to say the Cardinals, but what? No, I'm going to say the Cardinals. I feel like that's an easy pick. Dickie? Mm. Son of a bitch. I am going to have to go. Uh, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Right. Um, Cardinals, I was going to say. But tossing the team out there is Texans. Oh, really? Texans? I mean, we've seen it with Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. They still finished dead, dead, dead last so, yeah. um, you know, around, I, uh, around that thing, so like finish the last. Hold on, you put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. You uh, trade that I, first I still... pick for a shitload for a team that wants Caleb because you don't need him if you have Bryce Young. Yeah, um, that's true. They could sorry, be called it ransom. CJ Stroud. Um, uh, I might change my pick here. Same division, Panthers. Yeah, well, the Panthers may win zero games when Bryce Young gets hurt the first time he gets tackled. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, think about what else they have. I mean, they don't. Yeah. Their defense isn't great. Their offense, they have some pieces. Their defense is good. Their defense is solid. It's very good. Yeah, that's true. All right, but like um, JC Horn will be uh, back in full strength. Uh, Jeremy, but Kim I don't think their offense is going to keep them in. The, I don't know if their offense no. is going to keep them in the game. That's I guess I don't think I, the addition of Adam Thielen and uh, Miles Sanders is enough. But we'll see. Their offensive no, line is good, no. though. They added another stud O-lineman. O- Ike McWono is nasty. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. We'll all, right all right, so Panthers or Bucks? The Panthers okay. will beat the Bucks. That's why I think your Bucks pick was better. All right, I'm, I'm keeping my Bucks because that was my gut. Scotty the, the asked one I, I had to look back. I was like, the one I really think is a wild good. card to finish dead last is the Packers. If I would not be surprised to see oh, them mail Jordan it in. Jordan Love just fucking sucks, dick. Jordan Love is bad at football. Their wide receivers are very young and not enough to overcome shitty quarterback play. They had to sell a lot of pieces on that defense, and their offensive line is oh. always hurt and kind of old. And, you know, why not get out of the Jordan Love game and get Caleb Williams and then be good for the next 15, 20 years? I would not be surprised to see them do it. They've done it before. Mm-hmm. No, no. Jordan Love will start next three years. Caleb Williams will sit behind him. Yeah. Then... yeah to learn, to learn yeah, what, yeah. how to throw. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like a nerd. <laughs> yeah, fucking nerd. Good yeah, shit. Maybe you can teach them how to get stuffed in a locker. Nerd. Yep. All right. Cool. Um, I guess that will do it. Um, Dow's Dicky, of course. Thanks for uh joining. Very last second. <laughs> um. Yeah, I love it. This is fun. Yeah. I love talking um, dynasty. Love talking dynasty. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh division previews, AFC East. At that point, maybe the Pats sign a running back. Be some fun stuff to talk about. But um, for me, Dows and Dickie, it's a talk about fantasy. Signing off. Stay fluid. Stay cool. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay
Thank you.